Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. I'm your host, Jackie Dixon, best-selling author of The Bombshell Manifesto. And my mission is to help you live your manifesto as a biblical bombshell who is healthy, holy, and hot, fully on fire for God, even in the tough areas of body, beauty, and intimacy. I believe our calling is to be fiercely feminine, spreading the gospel as a powerful woman, living out her assignment in all ways. Each week, I'll be giving you motivation, inspiration, and top tips for bombshell living, as well as interviews with bombshells at the top of their game in health, marriage, motherhood, business, and beyond. So you can be inspired to live your own bombshell journey, exploding onto the scene in a way that sets you free and sets the world on fire. Ready, bombshell? If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. You can find Bombshell Radio in iTunes, on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, and Himalaya. And while you're there, be sure to leave me a review. I'd love to know your thoughts, and I'd love to know who you'd like me to interview next. Hey, ladies. Welcome to this Bombshell Body edition of Bombshell Radio. So as I record this... (laughs) There's a thunderstorm in the desert with full-on torrential downpour. I got the flash flood emergency notification on my phone. There was just right before, while Facebook was buffering, this massive lightning bolt and thunder clap. Of course, right? So the desert has no idea what to do when it rains. And you guys won't believe this. Earlier today, there was an earthquake. (laughs) So I don't know if they're related or if it's just one of those wild days. But sometimes I feel like every time I go to do an important video where I'm hopefully really going to share something that's going to be a breakthrough or a confirmation or an encouragement to a woman that could even just change the trajectory of her life. Because that is how I think when I go and do videos, do trainings, do group coaching calls. I know that's how my life changed. I know I've already done it for many women and I know many more women are to come. So when I get on and do a video, that's what I'm thinking. And so often it's like moments before I get all the lighting and everything set up and start to record, some kind of natural disaster (laughs) strikes. I don't know if it's spiritual warfare. I don't know if it's God confirming that yes, this is important, like an exclamation point. But anyway, Lord willing, I will be able to record this for you. My phone, if I lose Wi-Fi, will hopefully switch to cellular and my lights will go out, but we will keep recording in the dark because this is important stuff. What I wanna share with you today is my weight loss and wellness journey after baby number two. So if you've been in my world, you know right now, as of summer 2019, I have a three and a half year old daughter, Juliet, and I have a little man, Mr. Donovan, who turned 10 months just last Sunday a week ago, crazy, the 14th, Bastille Day, in fact. And he's walking, he walked somewhere in the middle of the ninth month, like Juliet did, and he's just off and running, right? And I have adored being a mother more than I thought that I would. It was not something that I was really that excited about, just to be totally honest, but I wanted the experience. I wanted to understand the human experience. I wanted to experience that side of my feminine ability, which does not mean that any woman who struggles with infertility or doesn't choose to have children doesn't have that same kind of extraordinary feminine power. But if I was able to do this, I decided I wanted to do it. And so it happened, 
praise God, we have two incredibly healthy children. But let's be real, ladies, right? Even those of us who have chosen to be mothers, who adore the role of being mother, our body, I'm just going to be incredibly blunt here, okay? <laughs> our body is sacrificed for this endeavor, right? This is an undertaking. And while it's an honor and an extraordinary blessing, there is no denying that there is a toll that it takes on the female body. And I have heard so many women describe it as a permanent toll, right? And sometimes when there's some kind of medical issue or the doctors screw something up, it's a permanent medical toll legitimately. But a lot of times, and what I'm referring to today is a sense of a permanent physical toll that doesn't actually have to be permanent, right? And more of the weight gain, fitness lost, you know, all of that kind of stuff sense, right? Women are like, your body will never be the same. And I remember when I had Juliet, and it was, it was a natural birth, I birthed both children naturally. Donovan was this magnificent, flawless, I dare even say painless hypnobirth. Juliet was also natural, but lots of screaming and expletives, not a painless natural birth, uh, which is why I then studied hypnobirthing. Um, and I nursed her for a year and a half, and I only gained about 30 pounds during her pregnancy, but everyone told me, oh, when you breastfeed, that weight is just going to fall off. It's just going to fall off. Well, that weight did not just fall off. That weight stuck to me like glue. That weight was like, I don't even know. It was like butter or grilled cheese on bread. It refused to be scraped off, right? And I panicked after her. I full on like was like, crap, I teach body stewardship. And I don't know how to get this weight off. I mean, I was getting up early to run on an empty stomach. I was trying to get back to vegetable juicing and, and everything I could think of, right? And then these hunger, just overwhelming hunger things, not quite as bad as pregnancy, but massive hunger urges would take over and I would eat because I needed to keep producing the milk. And I just, I didn't see any way out of the cycle. I was getting decent sleep because I co-sleep. But it's still, you know, she would wake up to eat a couple times at night and I just wasn't getting that incredible, beautiful, deep night of restful sleep that helps your cortisol levels drop down. So I was thinking, I don't know how this is gonna end. And, you know, when you're a first time mom, you don't know, <laughs> and even if you're told, you don't really believe that this phase will ever be over. That the like child who's insistent on getting into the most dangerous things possible in the two seconds that you're not watching, who wakes up five times a night, who, you know, wants to nurse for comfort and for food all the time. You just, you can't even imagine that being over. <laughs> so I thought this is like, I've, I've ruined it. I've ruined my body. I've ruined my life. Like this is, I'm a mom now and this is how it is. And it wasn't until I weaned her at about a year and a half when I could just sense that she was mature enough that she didn't need it for comfort as much. Um, and you know, we released it and we were both very happy about it, that my weight loss effort suddenly started to work. All of the, the runs, the walks, the workouts, the nutrition, like everything, suddenly the weight just like disappeared. <laughs> disappeared from a couple places. I wish I had retained it, but it disappeared. And I was like, fantastic, you know? All of this fear that I had around, oh my gosh, my body will never be the same. All of these women were right what has God done to us and this design of women, you know, showing up, like going through the process, right? Dating, finding an awesome man, getting into a happy marriage, having a beautiful child, and then what? Being overweight and unhappy for the rest of their life? Not going to happen for me, right? So 
I was just delighted <laughs> that this, that it, it worked, if you will, that I got to clear that. And when we decided to get pregnant again, there was a little bit of a pause. Wow, did you guys hear that? That was hardcore, lightning, thunder like that. See, important information here. So there was a little bit of a pause, right? I mean, David wanted to do it, I wanted to do it, but I, I had the conversation with him like, this is, you know, this is a short little activity for you. This is a two year commitment, two and a half year really, if I nurse for a year and a half again, commitment of my body fully to another small human while I'm also managing this first small human still over here. Um, and I wasn't reluctant, but I wasn't jumping in with both feet screaming hooray, right? I knew what was coming my way. But I also knew that it wasn't hopeless as far as my body's level of fitness and slimness, I would be able to get it back. But that it was gonna be a journey, right? So now here I sit, right? Donovan just turned 10 months old a couple days ago and my weight loss and wellness journey is almost identical to what I went through with Juliet. I have not yet weaned Donovan. I will say he has four teeth and <laughs> Juliet did not at that time. And so um, he may be weaned a little bit earlier unless he can control his biting. So who knows when I do that, but I'm aiming for a year and a half again. And my weight has slowly dropped down. I tend to drop maybe 10 pounds at the birth and then gain about 10 pounds back over the course of starting to nurse and then drop that again over kind of like the battle, if you will, of, of working out and eating well as I can. And then the really the rest does not drop easily until I have weaned. So that's where I am, right? About 20 pounds over my ideal preference weight. But here are the key differences and here are the things that I've learned and here are the things I want to encourage you with. One, I know the weight will go away, right? I know that the extra padding that my body requires to be a cream factory currently, and because of my almost consistently elevated cortisol levels, this is not going to disappear until I wean, and when I wean, it will, right? Because I know what I'm doing, and I'll get to that in a second, I know what works. But in this moment, I have peace, okay? And that's essential, because I think so many women get to a point of panic with their bodies, whether they've had a child or not, and there's a sense of, oh my gosh, this will never get better. This is the new me, or this will always be me, or this, I, I'm stuck essentially in this body that I, I'm not that pleased with, and I can't seem to make a change. I can't get out of it, and it's affecting so many areas of my life that I wish it weren't, or I wish it wouldn't, or it's so unfair, all of this kind of stuff, right? I, I get that. I've been there both before I had children, when I had a first, first round weight gain, if you guys know my story, then I lost it, figured out all the things I know now, gained it in order to have this Juliet first child, lost it after I weaned her very quickly because of all the things I know now. And now with Donovan, I'm holding it because I'm nursing, right? But I have peace because I know that I know how to lose it and I know that this is my body's current role and it's doing it incredibly well and it's doing what it needs to do. And so I don't have, I mean, I'm not in love with the love handles, right? But I, respect them in a way, right? Like they're there because this is my body's way, personally, my own biology of doing its current role really well. And I'm grateful that it functions and I'm at peace because I know it's a season and it will shift, right? Part two, I know that it will shift because I know what to do to make it shift, right? And that is what I teach and that is what I, I'm just so incredibly passionate about because I feel like everywhere I go on the internet, I just see this BS information about how to eat and how to work out and how to lose weight or how to not care if you lose weight. All of these different mindsets, philosophies, fad diets, eating plans, 
it's insane. So what I teach, I call it body stewardship. You guys have probably heard that term. I've recently rebranded what I teach on the kind of body care, body love area as the bombshell body because body stewardship, quite frankly, sounds like a chore. Nobody wants to do body stewardship, even though that is the best description of our practice. And I think as a Christian, that is what we're called to do. It is absolutely, I mean, it's all through the Bible. Churches do not talk about it much, right? Because it's so much more fun to say, sex is dirty, but here's your donut, than it is to say, your whole body is God's and this is how you live for him, right? So I know how to do it and I figured it out and it's all good. But one of the things that trips me up a little bit because I am able to slowly bring the weight down while I'm weaning. And this may be an experience that if you're a mom you've had as well is I tend to have, and I say I tend to, I've had two, although we did have miscarriage in 2014. So that was slightly similar, uh, but not the same as having gone all the way to term. It was a you know, 10 week relatively early miscarriage. And um, my recoveries are quite slow and I tend to bleed a lot. And even when physically energy level, you know, recalibration, I can move all that kind of stuff. I'm ready to get back into working out generally all the way up into the sixth month. If I push it too hard, I will start bleeding again, right? TMI, I know, but this is important stuff. So it was incredibly frustrating with Donovan and I've, I've gone through my post birth with him, if you will, in several different places. We had him in DC. I lived with my parents in Maryland for a month, then lived with my in-laws in Dallas for four months. This is while David was hopping around to different fellowships and then moved to California out here in March, the desert, which is currently preparing for Noah's Ark, right? Um, and so as we moved, I kept getting into these like, oh, awesome, now I get to get to it. You know, I've got my workouts ready. I've got babysitting set up. He's sleeping well. I can get out and I can walk, I can run, I can do my calisthenics, whatever it is. And I would, you know, take a couple steps back in my birth recovery. And it was so frustrating because I had to wait for my body to heal. And I want you to hear that because maybe you've had children, maybe you're recovering from birth, maybe you're just, maybe you've had an injury, or maybe you've simply become so out of shape that it's going to be a slow journey to a point where your body's physical capacity can meet or even exceed, which is really exciting, right? your minds and your heart's desire for your level of fitness. That's exactly where I was. I was beyond frustrated that I couldn't seem to um, get to the point that my mind wanted to go. And my body was able, but it, would, it was really not able, right? So part of my body was ready. The other part of my body, the baby related part of my body was not, okay? So because of how I work out, which I'll explain in a second, I was able to slow it down and I had different options and I could kind of turn down the intensity but still get the movement in that kept me moving forward in fitness, kept me mentally sane. Um, but that's a huge part of this journey, right? So first it's the peace of knowing that it can change and then it's the patience of knowing that, you know, it might take time and your body might not be able to keep up with the the desires of your mind, right? When we jump into a workout routine, usually, especially in America, in countries that are similar to us, it is all or nothing. It is gung ho. It is, I was binge eating yesterday and today I'm having celery juice and I'm gonna run five miles. That is how we think, that is what we try to do and it does not ever work, right? So that patience, that incredibly frustrating act and art and fruit of patience to allow our bodies to be in their process, to do what they need to do, to be fulfilling the, the roles that they need to fulfill and on perhaps the healing or growth journey that they need to be with love, with unconditional love. And that's so hard, right? It's so freaking hard. I mean, I just remember, you know, okay, 
At one month, sure, I can't really work at it. Three months, gosh, I can't take a long walk. At six months, I can't do like, you know, some squats and burpees. I was very frustrated, but it forced me to become patient, you know? And again, there was a little bit of that, will it ever be the same? And because I'd been through it before, I knew that it would, you know, slowly get back to the point where I wanted it to be. But first, that piece of knowing that it was gonna be different at some point, if I kept going, and to the patience of allowing my body to be where it needed to be, show it the love even though it didn't perform the way that I wanted it to, that was essential. Now, the third piece, right? You're like, well, this is beautiful, thanks for the mindset, thanks for the encouragement, thanks for the reassurance, what do I do, <laughs> right? The practices, the practices that we talk about in the Bombshell Body course and in the Bombshell Body studio are the three prongs, and you've probably heard various prongs out there, and I agree with some of them, but these are mine rest actually comes first, right? So people love to get all riled up because they think that the big change maker is gonna be the workout or the nutrition. And it is true, if you rest and you aren't working out or eating well, <laughs> you won't become fit. But if you go all in on a workout or nutrition and you're not getting enough rest, you will burn out and you also won't get results. In fact, you'll probably become injured or ill. Hate to be discouraging. So rest is an incredibly important part of this. But again, if you're just resting and not doing the other two, chances are you might not get sick or injured, but you're not gonna make progress either. So rest and then fitness, some kind of workout that you love. I do the Beachbody workouts, one, because I have absolutely no excuse. Even if we were to lose power right now, which I hope we do not, at least until I'm done filming, I have them downloaded on my phone, my favorite workouts, right? So there is no way in the dark, in a hotel room, you know, <laughs> in a bathroom, I can get my workout done anywhere, anytime, and because of the variety, I can pick whatever I'm in the mood for or whatever my body has the ability for, right? And that's why it was such a blessing to me over my birth recovery journey because in the beginning, I couldn't do plyometrics and jump squats and you know all kinds of kicking motions. I could do stretching. <laughs> I could do stretching, I could do walking, I could do gentle rocking motions, like that kind of stuff. And while it was frustrating, I was so grateful to have some kind of container to feel a sense of accomplishment and movement and progress in my body that fit where it was at and what it needed and still made me feel like, hey, I'm working out. I'm doing something here. I'm moving forward. I'm being productive. I'm taking care of myself. And it's not absolutely nothing or all of the jump squats and burpees ever, right? So you have to have some kind of workout that you love and that you have absolutely, I'm just gonna be a little tough love here again, okay? you have absolutely no excuse not to do. They are, there's too much of a variety. Literally, I think there are like meditation oriented workouts where you barely move. <laughs> but what you're doing in that is you're creating the container of time and space where you focus on the well-being of your body and that gets into your schedule, it gets into your norm, it gets into your mindset as this is a habit, this is a part of your lifestyle, of who you are, of what you do. And then from there, as your body becomes more able, you move into more and more advanced workouts, right? So that you love, a variety that allows you to choose what you love, something that is so available you have no excuse not to do it, and something that also provides you that variety so that you can pick where your body is, not just maybe on its overall journey, but that day. You know, if I did an intense workout yesterday and I can barely sit down today, then I'm frankly not gonna do the same thing again today. I'm gonna give my body a day of more rest. I'm gonna take a bath with Epsom salts. I'm gonna rub some Arnica on it. I'm gonna do some foam rolling, and I'm gonna do some stretching and walking and maybe rebounding to let it recover and then I'll get back into the heavy go, go, go workouts, right? Now, I also love it because 
I know there are more intense long workouts, but there are lots that are 10 to 30 minutes long, <laughs> okay? I technically do transform in 20, but I keep returning to the transform in 10 workout because sometimes that's all I have. But at least by the end of that, I'm sweating and I'm breathing hard and my body has been activated to become more powerful, become stronger, and I feel like I showed up for myself, which is huge. And because it's so simple, really, the only reason that I wouldn't is I gave myself some kind of excuse because there is no legitimate reason why I can't unless I'm physically ill and able to get out of bed, right? In which case, stay in bed and rest. That first of the three pillars of the body, bombshell body, body stewardship philosophy, okay? Number three is what you eat. You've probably heard abs are made in the gym, revealed in the kitchen. Replace abs with whatever it is you want. <laughs> bombshell bodies are made in the gym, revealed in the kitchen. I remember being in high school sports and so many of the women who were so powerful, right? Field hockey, soccer, softball, I mean, strong, fit women, but they had this kind of, again, a little bluntness here, this blubber layer, like kind of a seal, and you couldn't see all of the effort they were putting into their fitness because they had a layer of fat over it that they couldn't seem to budge no matter how many suicides they ran, no matter how many laps around the field they ran. And usually there was um, skin issues that went with it and that was all around their nutrition. And I know this because I traveled, right? I traveled you know, with them and saw what they were eating and what they brought to eat and all that kind of stuff and it was junk because the concept was if I'm burning a bunch of calories, I can eat a bunch of calories. And yeah, of course, if you're burning more calories, you can eat more calories and you need more calories, but that doesn't mean they're trash calories because that will still impact your body, okay? Running or working out of any kind doesn't, is, it's not a facial <laughs> and it's not automatic fat torching. This has to be coupled with an eating plan, stick with me here, an eating plan that works, but that you love, okay? Because one of my biggest pet peeves is reading eating plans that suck so much, I would never want to do them because they're so boring, they're so restrictive, they're so repetitive, they're so tasteless, you know? It's just like, I want chocolate melted on a piece of bread with, you know, a milkshake. Leave me alone. <laughs> and so what I teach, if you guys are already familiar with the Bombshell Body Method, is pure pleasures, the art of pure pleasures. And it is as simple as purifying the things that you identify as your crave foods that you love. So for me, it's chocolate, bread, ice cream, um, you know, root beer floats, kind of similar, soda with ice cream, um, pies, cakes, brownies, <laughs> sweet tooth, just a little bit, sweet tooth. And by purifying those with the ingredients, with the brand, I mean, I can return all the way to my modeling weight while eating all of those things every single day. I am not joking, every single day. And it's because of the versions of them that I eat or create, but usually I buy them because I don't like cooking or baking. <laughs> and it makes all the difference in the world. So I'm not depriving myself at all. My body is flourishing because the ingredients in the versions of those that I'm eating are designed for it to flourish. So the weight's dropping off, my skin is fantastic, I sleep well, my mood's good, my libido's high, all of these beautiful benefits of your body functioning at a high level, but I'm eating bread and chocolate and ice cream every day, you know? No complaints. I don't cut out fat, I don't cut out dairy, I don't cut out carbs, I don't cut out starches. Uh, I don't have too much sugar, but I have a lot of sweeteners. It's fantastic, right? So that's the third pillar, if you will, of the bombshell body philosophy. And we also have to make it convenient, right? So that's why I use the Beachbody shakes, but honestly, 
I'm not the kind of person who can replace an entire meal with a shake, so that's why I have all of these pure foods that I teach people to make or that I show them where to buy that allow them to have those pure pleasures with no deprivation, okay? So my journey since having Donovan has been one of peace for sure because I knew my body would return to where it was previously. It was just a matter of time has been one that's required patience because I think that this recovery was actually possibly a little slower, a little longer than Juliet's. And I really had to choose patience and unconditional love for my physical self and respect for the miracle that it had just beautifully performed as I allowed it to not yet be ready to work out at the intensity that I wanted across that journey. And it took a while, right? Like six months is half a year of your life. I'm talking six months post birth, right? That I really couldn't jump into intensive workouts on a regular basis or almost at all, right? That's frustrating. And then the third piece was I had my practices. I had my practices that I was able to slowly integrate as my body was ready for different levels of intensity and, and attention, right? And because of that, one, I've you know, been flourishing even at my nursing weight. <laughs> and two, I know that the moment I wean, it's going to drop like that. So I so often find women, especially moms, young moms with young kids who are discouraged, overwhelmed, and fearing that it will never be the same. And on this cycle of finding the hottest, newest, latest, whatever, trying it, maybe it works for a week, then because it's not designed for pleasure, it's not honoring where their body is in their recovery cycle, or they weren't advised about when to introduce that into the recovery cycle, not even just after birth, but again, wherever they are in their current level of fitness, we call that the state of stewardship, they didn't know it. So they picked something that was inappropriate for their current stage. And then they usually didn't have the support, the accountability, the mentorship, the, um, the sense that they're not in this alone and that someone sees them and cares. <laughs> and they, drop it right and then it didn't work or they're not good enough or they don't have the willpower or the discipline or whatever it may be and it becomes this self-loathing cycle which leads right back to poor body care practices and it just becomes this vicious cycle that leads to these beliefs like your body will never be the same after baby i don't think that's true now i also do a lot of work with intimacy right you guys know what that's all about so yes there are certain things that birth can do that you know that's what you're now working with, right? Things that were sewed up the wrong way, awful tears, etc. But as far as a fitness and wellness level, generally speaking, unless there has been some unforeseen medical issue, there is no reason, I don't think, why with the beautiful respect for her process, her journey, her body's needs, that recovery period and and everything that her body's requiring and all these different phases with its incredibly important and perhaps totally new or new again role that a woman can't both flourish in that season and completely regain the fitness and wellness that she had and then some i absolutely believe that so if you are in any way struggling with this if this is something where you feel like i love what you're saying but i don't think that that's true for me i don't think that's possible for me most of my friends, like no one has been able to do that except like the oddballs who are always marathon runners and they're just different, you know, and they just live on coffee and run and I can't relate. It doesn't work for me. 
totally understand that doesn't work for me either, but I have something that does that tends to work for the women who cannot seem to get the weight off, who cannot seem to get their hunger hormones under control, who cannot seem to get the mindset of unconditional love and regular pure pleasure and practices on lock. So if that's you, make sure that you reach out to me because we are beginning another entrance into the bombshell body studio we're starting up a new workout program it's not necessarily the one that i would recommend for you but because of everything that i just said when you share your journey where you're at with me and your goals your preferences your lifestyle i'll be able to help you pick something that's perfect but i'll also be able to give you those practices the senses of peace the patience and the actionable working plan that will get you to where you want to be at the perfect pace, no slower than you need to go, but no faster than is good for you. And it's going to be so freaking fun, delightful and pleasurable because that's how I do every day. I'm a full on Christian hedonist. And if life isn't delightful and fun while I'm serving God, what's, what's it worth? You know what I mean? We're, we have so much going for us. Why on earth would we choose misery and difficulty when we can serve and love from a place of joy and delight? Okay. So if you want to join us in the bombshell body studio for our upcoming doors open period, let us know. It's a very limited time. So make sure that you reach out to us before we jump in and the doors close and we're focused on helping the women in there. But I hope that that's been encouraging to you. I hope that if you are in any kind of either post baby phase or just returning to, you know, finally paying attention to your body again after maybe a period of not, that that's something that gives you direction and peace and an actual plan. Like, okay, these are the parts that I need to be considering. This is how I move forward. This is how I do it. And if you want our support so that you don't fall off the wagon, I'm happy, happy, happy to provide it. Because now having had a second baby and watching my body be in perfect position to be even stronger, frankly, even after than I was after Juliet and before, I am so passionate about helping other women recognize that that's available for them, that they don't have to settle for the, your body is never the same script. Okay. Much love to you all. The storm has abated, right? Awesome. So much of an honor to serve you. So much respect for, I know all of the battles that you guys are fighting in different areas and how persistently you show up to do your best every day. Let's just make it easier. Let's give you a body that functions highly and that you adore being in. Okay. All my love. I'll talk to you guys soon. Today's episode is brought to you by the Bombshell Manifesto. The Bombshell Manifesto is a two-time number one best-selling book. And it's where I really teach the philosophy of the biblical bombshell. After spending years in ministry and now more years running my life coaching business, I see so many young women and even women well into their lives just floundering and kind of flopping around in some of the essential areas of God-created femininity, such as their relationship with God, their relationship with their bodies, their relationship with men, with sex, with beauty, with their finances. And I just don't think we have time for that. I think that we are called to do such big things for God while we're here. We've got to get these areas under control, locked on, so we can move forward toward our exciting assignments and massive callings in life. So in this book, I really give you the behind the scenes of my personal journey, struggling with what God was calling me to be as a woman. 
going back and forth around the over-sexualized ideas of femininity or the completely asexual versions we often see in the church where we're not supposed to talk about that tough stuff. I lead you through the research and the history around the concept of a bombshell, a few personal visions and ideas I have around it, and then the scripture that God puts in front of us as how he wants us to understand the important role we play as women. Do you know that a woman was the way that the Savior came into the world and was the first evangelist of his resurrection and then ascension? This is a big deal, ladies. So hop over to bombshellmanifesto.com. Now you can find this book on Amazon, but if you go through bombshellmanifesto.com, I've got a couple extra fun free bonuses and ways that you can actually get free trainings and audios that take this whole concept deeper. We walk through the 12 pillars of a biblical bombshell, addressing tough areas of life like opening to vulnerability and intimacy, understanding beauty and God's calling for it, getting deeper into our confidence and our security, committing to a relationship with God that blows our minds and more. What I see so much from women and hear from them, and quite frankly, I hear it from men who are looking for a woman to marry or they want their wife to come alive in the way they know that she can, is that there's some kind of tapped in femininity that is out there that is possible, but that's incredibly difficult to find. Women long to be it, men long to find it, and this is the calling that we have as women. This is what we're able and even asked to step into, required, I would say, to step into, to live out everything God has for us. But I see so many women who are stuck in mediocrity and are told that that kind of complacency is contentment and that's where they should stay and they should just be happy with it and, you know, that's life. I don't think that's what God's asking. I don't think that's what we're here to do. And I don't think we have any more time to waste. So join me over at bombshellmanifesto.com. Let's light this thing on fire. Let's get out into the world and do what we're supposed to do. Do what we can do. Be fully who God has called us to be. The bottom line is this. The entire world is obsessed with women, and they should be. That's the way it's designed. We are the ones who continue life, who continue the human race. We are always going to be attracting people's attention. We are always going to be shaping human beings, shaping culture, and pointing people towards something. The question is, what are we pointing them toward? Have we completely released and activated every area of our God-designed femininity to do those things well? I hope you'll join me. I think there's no more important calling on this earth as a woman than to live out her full God-given design and to use it to point people to Him. So let's get this thing started. Let's set ourselves free. Let's set our families free. And let's light the world ablaze with the truth that is only in the gospel. I'll see you at bombshellmanifesto.com.